Good brothers and sisters. <laughs> you talk about a challenge. There is one. Reminding ourselves of who we are based upon what Christ has done, reminding us of the seriousness that we have in being indeed who God has called us to be. And that is to be family. The songs that were chosen are designed to help us in that relationship, to encourage us, what times we need from time to time to restore my soul, creating me that new heart, my Jesus, I love thee. And I love you with the love of the Lord. How are you doing with that one? Loving you with the love of the Lord. Being reminded of how quickly things can change with that simple, angry word. Relationship can be broken, can be restored, but at times it takes time, effort, and it takes that love of the Lord for us to be able to work with it. There are many songs that could have been chosen, and I was thinking of another one that's number 608. We're part of a family, God's family. Don't worry, I'm not going to lead it. You're safe. Uh, but that reminded to us of who we are. We have seen it in physical families down through history of how relationships can be severely broken by words or by deeds and they seem almost impossible to repair. In some cases, they have not been repaired. And that can carry over into the spiritual family as well and as that need for us to be reminded that we are part of this family that has been born again. That it is because of who Christ is that makes it possible. Because of his love that enables us to stay with each other, to encourage one another, to challenge one another along the way, to be indeed who it is that God wants us to be. Be it with the spiritual family and the physical family. Oftentimes we don't realize at that time the memories that we are building. On occasions we get those reminders to us to reflect back and for those that are adults to reflect back on your childhood and at times remember things that maybe you've forgotten about 
Maybe in things you want to forget about, but you've got siblings that like to remind you of those. But we build memories. And you build them as you go along. You cannot get down to the end of life and then try to establish these memories. And ours is to be reminded that we are this family that Christ has purchased with his blood. And that's the concept that we are to have in our lives. Back in chapter 3 of Ephesians, verses 14 and 15. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Sometimes we forget about this whole family. We can look in our own lives and we can see that. Reminders as you attend memorial service, as some of us did yesterday, of those precious, precious memories. And at the time, you may not have recognized how precious they were. That was just part of the daily living. And it's that way spiritually. Look out. And I think about those who are no longer here. Those who have lost loved ones and as a part of the family, we all lost loved ones. But just the number of looking and seeing the preciousness of family, cherishing the time that we have together, trying to rise above the spats and the squabbles, Trying to remind ourselves of that which is indeed is precious. The blood of Jesus Christ that has washed away our sins. That enables us to be together as we are here. Peter reminds us as he's writing to those of his day in that first epistle. And in the second chapter, down at verse 17. First, it's to honor all people, reminding us that again, every human being has been created in the image of God. The need to honor, respect people. But then he goes on to say, love the brotherhood. I think it was in a comics uh, penis strip one time. I think it was Lucy who made the statement about you need to love people. She said, I love the world. There's people I cannot stand. 
I love everybody, but it's just individuals that we don't get along with. And, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. We're to love the brotherhood. It's special. It's unique. It is one of a kind. And it constantly changes, as each one of us does. And this being siblings, relationships. Again, it's always, watch, it's always fun to watch the changes, watch the children grow. And to see how the siblings interact with one another. And then as time changes, how they continue to have a bond that ties them together. Love the brotherhood. Command that we have from God. The term brother or brethren is used numerous times throughout the scriptures. Has a lot of reference to the physical relationship, but a lot of reference to the spiritual relationship as well. Back in chapter 1 of 1 Peter, and in verse 22, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren. Love one another fervently with a pure heart. Spiritual family is like the, spirit, uh, the physical family. Siblings squabble from time to time. And from time to time, the spiritual family needs to be reminded we are family. And we are to have a sincere love for each other. It's a genuine love. It's not I love you because I have to. Had to do that a number of times in the physical family. Tell my little sister I love her under the threat of my uncle or my brother-in-law who was going to beat me if I didn't, and say, I love you. You got to kiss her. Uh, no. Kiss you on the forehead. That's not the type of love that we're to have as brothers and sisters in Christ. I love you because I have to. I love you because God loves you, and he loves me. It's to be a genuine love. Because we have that common Father, that common Savior, that common family. And we're looking forward to a common home that's eternal in the heavens. At times, even the spiritual family needs to be reminded of what they needed to do. Paul, in addressing the Thessalonians in the second chapter, or the second letter, and in the third chapter, but as for you, brethren, in verse 13, do not grow weary in doing good, 
And we have the squabbles. If anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person, do not keep company with him, that he may be ashamed, yet, yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. But do not grow weary in doing good. We have a lifelong process. And it never ends until the physical death. And family will always have need. And the needs change as time unfolds. Those who've been kind and generous down through their life at times need to have generosity and kindness shown towards them. It's part of life. And that being that reminded, we're God's family. And that compassion that we are to have for one another. We're part of a family that's on its way home. And when a brother meets sorrow, we all feel his guilt or his grief. When he's passed through the valley, we all feel relief. Together in sunshine, together in rain, together in victory through his precious name. Closes that together, we are God's family. And at times we have to be reminded of that. Let the love be genuine. Let it be sincere. We're not just to tolerate one another. And we keep trying and we'll keep trying. Somehow we try to convince one another, or preachers do, this one does. Have you not figured out that we love each other? And have you not figured out that we don't bite one another? At least physically. But we all have our pew, do we not? Don't interfere with your pew. I feel very fortunate, at least on Wednesday night and Sunday morning, we can get you to sit together. But do we not know again? I know we know we're family. I know that we love one another. But at times we just need to demonstrate it. And you do. You spend the time in fellowship with one another before the services begin, and sometimes we have to remind you that services are beginning. But to have that concept of who we are, and to have the concept of what makes it possible. We alluded at that a little bit this morning in the auditorium class. You think about what God and Christ and the Spirit has gone through to have his family here this morning. 
You think about the hurt that we've caused one another and how it has to hurt God and Christ and the Spirit. Scriptures that talk about not grieving the Holy Spirit. To recognize again it's not us. It's God who works in us. There's no way to expect that Mitchell is going to have the same understanding as Hubert Harden. We know there are differences. And we know we don't always mature at the same rate. We forget that sometimes. We'll tell one another from time to time, you know better than that. Maybe they do and maybe they don't. You've been here long enough, you know what's going on. Maybe so, maybe not. We grow differently, we mature differently, we interact differently. We're not the same that we were yesterday and not the same that we're going to be tomorrow. And it does. Take the songs to remind us periodically. Again, you think about those words, I love you with the love of the Lord. Do you really mean it? Do you really mean it? I love you with the love of the Lord. I ask you to love me with the love of the Lord. Do we really mean it? Well, that's what we're striving to do in our life, is to be, again, those whom God would have us to do. We have this oneness, and yet there are still distinctions. And we're grateful for the distinction. We all have a unique personality. And God works with that, but we all have that unique personality. look at it and see you and I can think of different ones and say, oh, I know what. Sometimes as again in the memorial service, there are a lot of things that could be said that are best left unsaid. What we know about each other. But we're gods and we belong to him. We're siblings. And we have these family relationships that need to be tended to Paul, in writing to Timothy in the first letter, and in the fifth chapter, do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father. And younger men, as brothers, older women, as mothers, and younger women, as sisters, with all purity. We have these relationships, 
when they are regulated by God. And all that is done. The obligations and responsibilities. And then again that reminder. The sincerity or the purity of that love that we have towards one another. We are the household of God. We need to see God as Father. That respect, that honor, that deep reverence for who he is and what he's done for us. We're reminded in John 8, verse 42 through 44, that there are basically just two families. Family of God and the family of Satan. Just two families. And each individual is in one or the other of those families. The only time that, as a child, you get to choose your family. You can choose to be a part of the family of God, or you can choose to be a part of the family of the devil. Physical family, you don't get that choice. Your family. But here you get to choose. You ever thought about the awesome responsibility that goes with that? You choose which family you're going to belong to. You think about the eternal consequences of that choice. The world will tell you this eat, drink, and be merry, and tomorrow you'll die. They do not tell you the consequence of that life eternally. It's hard to be a Christian. Maybe in one sense, but really it's not. It's not hard to be a Christian because you have God the Father helping you. You have God the Son helping you, forgiving you as you transgress through that blood that he shed on that cross. And you have the God, the Holy Spirit, that helps you through the word that he's left for us to live by and to, to guide us. You have a family that's there to encourage you and to help you along the way. So in that essence, it's not hard to be that Christian. Because you're reminded, or need to be reminded, periodically, often, daily. Eternity. Which shall it be? Which way will we, which way will we choose along the way? The thought of having Jesus as a, 
elder brother, if you will. Hebrews 2.11 reminds us that he's not ashamed to, be called, to call them brethren. Think about that. Jesus is not ashamed to call us brethren. Family. Wow. Why would I let something here take that away? Something that's so immaterial or so temporary to let that come from our being who God wants us to be. We must be born into this family with that spiritual birth. Comes from us understanding who we are. Sin separates us from God. The blood of Jesus will wash away our sins as we repent of them, confess them, obey him in baptism, put the old man of self to death in baptism to be raised to walk a new life, a child of the living God. And then we're here to help one another. I know we know, we say we know that. Sometimes we forget that. That at any time, under any circumstance, you have family that's there to help you. May we grow in love for each other. May we grow in love for our Father and for the Son and for the Holy Spirit. May we strive to live a life in such a way that would bring honor and glory and magnify our Father above. Sometimes we fall short. Sometimes we need reminders. It may be that in our life now that our life is not where it needs to be, that we need to make a change in it. Maybe we've let the world begin to influence us and we need to come home. Or it may be that we need to make heaven our home, be it to obey the gospel, be it to renew that life in Christ Jesus again. If you have a need, if we could help you, if we could assist you, indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.